Now, one of the most common barriers to success for most people is that they don't know how to work with their own mind. You can't act the same and be the same and expect a different result. If you want to create success with your life and your health, you have to do things that you haven't done before. And a lot of that comes from pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and embracing discomfort and uncertainty so that you can step into the next level version of yourself. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. Okay, so maybe you eat a vegetable or two occasionally and use the stairs instead of the elevator, maybe. Or maybe you've been exercising and eating healthy, but the scale's still not budging. What gives? Well, today I'm gonna be sharing five weight loss mistakes that you might be making. Now, before I jump into today's episode, I got a question for you. If you're listening to this episode, then I'm assuming you probably could use a little bit of help hitting your weight loss goal, or maybe even just getting back on track and eating healthy more consistently. If you nodded your head to either one of those things, then I want to invite you to join the Shed and Shred Challenge, which starts on September 27th. If you found yourself needing a reset since the pandemic or find that you feel out of control with your eating choices, then you might want to check out my upcoming Shed and Shred Challenge. It's a three-day challenge to help women end out-of-control eating and release the emotional and physical weight. You can join or learn more by checking out that link in the show notes or by heading over to challenge.trudyestone.com. All right, so let's get into today's episode and those weight loss mistakes that you might be making. Number one is not getting enough protein. This is one mistake that I definitely made before I went on to lose 30 pounds. But here's the thing, guys. Protein can increase post-meal calorie burn by as much as 35%. That's because protein is more difficult for the body to break down and to digest than other nutrients. This is one of the reasons why high-protein diets are so effective for weight loss. Also, studies have found that dieters who consumed 25% to 30% of their calories from lean protein lost more body fat and substantially increased the number of calories that their body burned at rest. So that means after you eat that protein, you're sitting on the couch, your body is actually working to burn off that protein. That's at rest, right? So the other thing about protein is that protein can reduce hunger and appetite, which can lead to an automatic reduction in calorie intake. So in other words, you end up eating fewer calories without having to count calories or obsessively control portions. 
So as far as, far as how much protein you need to actually eat when you're losing weight, well, an average dieter needs about 0.4 to 0.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight. So that's 0.8 to about one grams per kilogram. Aim to incorporate some protein into every meal and every snack throughout the day. So here are some of my top favorite protein sources that offer you those fat burning benefits as well as nutrients that you may not have thought of to eat. So beans. Beans are a great source of plant-based protein and contain high levels of phytonutrients to boost your metabolism. Beans are also one of the top high fiber foods and are a fat-burning combination of fiber. If you listened to the last episode, you know I talked a lot about fiber, complex carbohydrates, and protein. The macronutrients found in beans, including fiber, work together to give you that feeling of fullness after eating, while also helping to control blood sugar levels. The process of digesting the fiber and the proteins in beans may help to burn extra calories, and both types of fiber found in beans can actually help to lower your insulin levels after digestion and cause your body to store less fat. I also really like plant-based protein powders because it's a really quick and easy way to get your protein in. So I'll just usually have a protein shake in the morning and I'll add in some high fiber fruits like some berries. And that will usually keep me um, quite full until lunch. Eggs. Eggs are also another really great protein choice. You'll get six grams of protein in one large egg. So you can boil them, you can add them to a salad. Like that's what I typically do. I'll just boil a couple and just pop them in my salad. I might also add some chickpeas in there as well for some additional protein and then even more fiber. So boiled eggs are also a really great, quick and easy snack. All right, so number two, and the second mistake that you're making is snacking at night. Okay, this is a big one. And if you're doing this, like no judgment, let's talk about how we can kind of work through this, all right? So nighttime eating is a huge problem that affects a lot of people, even me when I was trying to lose weight. And it can really sabotage both your health as well as your weight loss goals. So for a lot of people eating late at night or before bed, it's probably something that feels even good or maybe even comforting to you. And that's because you've made late night snacking a habit. And your brain likes a habit because it makes things easier. And this is something that I talk about in my book, Unbreakable. I also talk about this in my Shed and Shed program as well. One thing that's been really helpful for my clients in achieving their goal weight is intermittent fasting. So we also talked about this in episode 10 with Dr. Ian Smith. So I'll link that in the show notes so you guys can check out that episode with Dr. Ian Smith. So first things first, intermittent fasting, it's not about starvation. Intermittent fasting is basically a way of eating that cycles between periods of eating and fasting, and it can actually be quite effective for weight loss. Some studies have shown that fasting may lead to a 4 to 7% decrease in abdominal fat within 6 to 24 weeks. So there's lots of different ways that you can fast to lose weight, um, such as fasting for 24-hour periods. You could do alternate days of fasting, and you can also do a 16-8 fast. And that's probably the most popular method where you eat all you want between you know an 8 to 10-hour window, and then you fast anywhere from 14 to 16 hours. So this is the method that my clients follow in the Shed and Shred program. So if you want to learn more about that program, then joining the Shed and Shred challenge is the best place to start. So if you've been thinking about, you know, what it's like to work with me, the challenge really is a great teaser to see if we'd be a good fit and for me to help to guide you in the right direction when it comes to getting control of your eating and then understanding why you eat the way that you do or even why you continue to reach for unhealthy foods that you know won't help you hit your health goals. 
So you can join or learn more by checking out that link in the show notes or by heading to challenge.trudyestone.com. All right, so just going back to intermittent fasting for a hot second. Other studies have shown that fasting is beneficial for boosting your metabolism, which also tends to um, you know, slow down as you age. And it may also be one of the reasons why it's been hard for you to lose weight. So in addition to boosting weight loss, the 16-8 fasting method or intermittent fasting method is also believed to enhance longevity, improve blood sugar control, as well as boosting brain function. And who couldn't use a boost of their brain when trying to lose weight, right? Okay, so tip number one was getting enough protein. That's the mistake that you're making. You're probably not getting enough. The second mistake you're making while you're not losing weight is snacking at night. So put away those snacks, y'all. Turn down, you know, close down that kitchen, okay? Step number three is not getting enough sleep. So that's the third mistake you're making, okay? A lot of people are making this mistake. So this mistake is crucial. Okay. When it comes to weight loss and your hormone regulation and all of that stuff. So let me explain. If you don't sleep, you will be hungry, especially for carbs and sugar. You might even be hangry. <laughs> Why? Well, because when you deprive yourself of sleep, ghrelin, which is the hormone that drives hunger goes up and PYY, which is the hormone that makes you feel full, it goes down. So if you want to lose weight, you got to sleep it off. So lack of sleep and overeating are more closely intertwined than you may think. So being overweight or obese, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword, okay? Not only does obesity contribute to sleep problems, sleep problems can contribute to obesity. And that's because a key part of losing fat has to do with how well your hormones are functioning. When you're sleeping, your body is at work releasing powerful fat burning hormones that speed up weight loss and help you to lose weight. When you don't get enough sleep, your body produces less leptin. Okay. Less leptin. That's the appetite suppressing hormone that sends a signal to your brain when you're full and then it produces more ghrelin. Okay. So ghrelin is the appetite stimulating hormone. So if you've been, you know, unable to stop eating everything in sight, when you don't get enough sleep, then you probably experience this hormonal imbalance at work. I think I've probably shared on many different podcast episodes that like when I'm not getting enough sleep, I just crave carbs like you wouldn't even believe, okay? So a Stanford study, and you know, there's the studies that backs this up as well, right? So there's a Stanford study that shows that when you lack sleep, you end up with too little leptin in your body. When you're sleep deprived, your brain is looking for extra calories to keep it going. So what happens is your brain tells you that you're hungry, even though you don't actually need food at that moment, okay? That's what drives you to eat all of those foods that you can't resist, whether it's the chips, it's the cookies, it's the muffins, the fries, whatever it is, okay? For me, it's the fries. (laughs) The end result, sleep deprivation decreases leptin, which leads to constantly feeling hungry and overeating, which slows down your metabolism. This chain of events leads to Well, you guessed it, right? Weight gain. So sleep also gives you more control over your brain. Okay, how so? Well, brain imaging scans that we look at from UC Berkeley show that sleep deprivation caused increased brain activity in the amygdala. Okay, the amygdala. That is an area of your brain that's associated with motivation to eat. So the amygdala is your survival-based and reactive part of the brain. 
Some studies also show a correlation between lack of sleep and reduced activity in the prefrontal cortex part of the brain. And that's responsible for decision making and self-control. Listen up here, right? Decision making and self-control which means that your ability to make healthy decisions is severely reduced when you lack sleep. Also, in a study done by the journal Sleep, they looked at two groups of participants. The first group had four nights of normal sleep. Okay, that's eight and a half hours. The second group had restricted sleep. Okay, that was about four and a half hours. So that's um, the second sleep-deprived group was unable to resist snacks such as cookies, candy, and chips, even though just two hours before they had consumed a meal that supplied 90% of their daily caloric needs. Additionally, they ate nearly twice as much fat as the group that had slept for eight hours. So the effects of sleep loss and appetite were mostly powerful in the late afternoon and early evening times when snacking has been linked to waking. So the researchers also found that sleep deprivation boosts the pleasure and satisfaction gained from eating. So not getting enough shut-eye leads to eating more high-carb, more high-fat foods, and definitely those high-sugar foods when you're tired. So moral of the story here, straight up, the more you sleep, the better you eat. Skimping on sleep reinforces bad eating habits and impacts your decision to make healthy food choices. And in terms of how much sleep you should actually be getting, in this study, they had eight and a half hours, okay? Sometimes we can't do the eight and a half hours of sleep. It would be nice, but life, right? So I would say at least seven hours of sleep, okay? I think most experts agree that anywhere from seven to eight hours of sleep is when your body is really going to benefit most, okay? So bottom line, if you want to control your appetite, get more sleep. Okay, so mistake number four is thinking that it is too expensive to eat healthy or lose weight, okay? You need to understand the value of investing in yourself. I'm not talking about crypto here. Everybody's talking about crypto and all the other different types of investments. I'm talking about investing in yourself. Now, if I had a house for sale right now, and if I told you it cost $10,000 to buy it, but you had to buy it today, would you buy it? It's a beautiful house. It's on the lake. It's five bedrooms. There's a jacuzzi in the backyard and it's $10,000, but you had to buy it today. Would you come up with the $10,000? You probably would say yes, right? Because you see the value in investing in it, especially considering the housing prices in the city where I live. Sheesh. All right, so many people claim that they can't afford to eat more healthy, all right? However, healthy eating can be just as budget-friendly as splurging on junk food if you know what to look out for. And in fact, swapping out your chocolate bar or packet of chips for an apple or whatever fruit is in season can actually save you money while giving your body the nutrients that it craves at that time of the year. Okay. So for more inspiration on how to lose weight on a budget, you know, take a listen to episode 15, how to lose weight on a budget. And I'll link that to the show notes as well. So having a clear idea of what's necessary to carry out your weight loss goals, that's going to help you to stay on track and effectively determine where to allocate your spending money. So for example, if you know that you need someone to hold you accountable with exercise, you may want to invest in a personal trainer. Or if you know that you need accountability with following through on your healthy eating habits because you can't do it alone due to lack of willpower or motivation, then you may want to consider investing in a health coach. Here is the thing. Health coaching is not a luxury, especially if you're struggling. 
I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Health coaching is not a luxury, especially if you're struggling. It's an investment in yourself to go from feeling tired, overweight, overwhelmed, confused, and frustrated to feeling and looking like a million bucks and restoring your confidence in yourself and your abilities at the same time. Again, having a clear idea of what's necessary to carry out your weight loss goals will help you to stay on track and effectively determine where to allocate your spending money. So take some time to think about that. Those areas in your health right now where you are struggling. Because here's the thing, many of us are putting our money into things where you won't get a return on your investment. So how can you get a return on your investment when it comes to your health? Well, what if I told you that for just 27 bucks, you could go from lacking willpower and self-discipline to getting and staying motivated to lose weight and eat healthier. In my upcoming Shed and Tread Challenge, you'll learn strategies to guide you out of your negative thinking habits and behavioral patterns that cause your weight problems. You'll become more aware of why you eat the way that you do and what everyday situations trigger you to overeat or even eat the wrong types of food. This will allow you to lose weight and to keep it off over the long term. So by the end of the three-day challenge, you'll learn exactly why you're not losing weight and what you can do about it. The enrollment for my challenge is now open at the time of this episode for a very limited time. So if you want to save your spot, I will drop a link in the show notes so that you can join. Again, you can also go to challenge.trudyestone.com. All right. So let's just recap these mistakes before we move on to the last one. Okay. So mistake number one that you're making while you're not losing weight is you're not getting enough protein. Mistake number two was you are snacking at night, boo. Mistake number three is you're not getting enough sleep. And mistake number four was thinking that it's too expensive to eat healthier, that you can't afford to lose weight. Okay. And mistake number five is you're not addressing the root of the problem. There I go again, eating off plan. I'm such an idiot. I can't get anything right. I'm such a loser. I will never lose weight, no matter how hard I try. Have you ever said these things to yourself? These statements are irrational and don't serve you because you're making assumptions about yourself without logical reasoning. So let me tell you something. When I started to work on my mindset, that's when the game completely changed for me and losing weight was no longer an uphill battle. Okay. Changing my mindset has been so important for navigating through so many things in my life. And I feel like I'm going to get emotional here because, you know, there's been a lot of things that have happened to me over the past few years that I haven't quite shared, you know, in great detail yet. Um, But if my mindset was not in the right place, there is no way I would have been able to make it through those challenges. There's no way I would have been able to make it through those obstacles. And the same is true when it comes to losing weight and when it comes to eating healthier. Now, one of the most common barriers to success for most people is that they don't know how to work with their own mind. You can't act the same and be the same and expect a different result. If you want to create success with your life and your health, you have to do things that you haven't done before. And a lot of that comes from pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and embracing discomfort and uncertainty so that you can step into the next level version of yourself. So what do you believe about yourself and your ability to lose weight? What negative thoughts and beliefs do you have about your body or losing weight? 
Now, you might believe that since you failed at dieting before, that you're always going to fail at it and that you'll never lose weight. You might believe that you're destined to be overweight because everybody else in your family is. You might even believe that you lack the willpower and the self-discipline to lose weight successfully. We all have beliefs about ourselves, whether we know it or not, and we're making choices every day based on those beliefs. Now, here's the thing. Your beliefs, they're changeable. That's the best part about your beliefs. You have the power to change them, okay? And changing your beliefs will change your health and your waistline, okay? A belief is just a thought you keep thinking over and over and over again. And usually it's a negative thought because we're more hardwired to have negative thoughts than positive ones, okay? So you can change your beliefs by just choosing to do so. Yes, it can be that simple. So to improve your health and your weight loss efforts, it's absolutely vital that you take an honest look at your core beliefs and determine if they truly match your health and weight loss goals. If you believe you aren't ever going to lose weight, but you're on a diet or trying to lose weight, then you're not in alignment with your health goals. So despite your best efforts, losing weight will likely be difficult. Okay. Alternatively, if you're open to the idea that your body can transform, that you can heal, then you will allow your brain and your body to transform at that biochemical level. When you go into any situation with the attitude that you're going to fail, you greatly reduce your odds of succeeding. It's essential to focus not just on behavior, but also on your perception of your ability to make the changes that you want. So going back to what I said earlier, one of the most common barriers to success for most people is that they don't know how to work with their own mind. So I want to dive into that for you know just a quick second, because it's about understanding what cognitive distortions are and how they sabotage your weight loss. So cognitive distortions are just negative thoughts. Okay. They're negative thoughts that cause people to perceive reality inaccurately. So a cognitive distortion is a way in which your mind bends the facts to keep you locked in a negative state of mind. Okay. So that's right. Your thoughts are literally weighing you down. So nobody wants to live like that. And thankfully you don't have to, which is why in the shed and tread challenge, we'll explore the three most popular cognitive distortions or negative thoughts that are preventing you from losing weight. Okay. You can also think of these as the three bad habits that you need to release. And these ones are key for the last participants that went through the boot camp, They were like, holy crap. Like I knew I was having these thoughts, but I didn't really, you know, take the time to sit down and pinpoint them and to actually work through them. I'm telling you guys, this is the foundation without a doubt. I don't care what anybody else tells you, getting your mindset in the same place or in the right place and getting your mindset set up for success. That is the foundation to making any changes in your life, whether it's switching careers, whether it's finding a new job, whether it's starting a family, whether it's losing weight and eating healthier, more consistently, it all starts with the mindset that is the ground floor. Okay. So do you ever get frustrated with yourself for knowing what is healthy to eat, but then consuming the exact opposite? Are you able to maybe start a diet, but you have trouble sticking with it? If so, the reason is it's not that you're weak. So I don't want you to think that you're weak or that you lack willpower or that you're destined to be the weight that you're at forever. It has to do with how you lose weight because the first step to effective and long-term weight loss and healthy eating is not to address your eating, but rather to address your mind and why you eat the way that you do. Factors that play a role, you know, include your self-image, 
you know, everyday stressors and negative emotions and behaviors. So forget about all the ineffective fad diets that only last a few months. In my upcoming Shed and Tread Challenge, you'll learn strategies to guide you out of those negative thinking habits and those behavioral patterns that are causing your weight problems. Again, you're going to become more aware of why you eat the way that you do. And I'm telling you, once you understand this, it's going to be so much easier for you to start to lose weight. Okay. You're going to understand what your everyday triggers are that cause you to overeat, why you keep eating the wrong types of food, even though you know what you should actually be eating. Okay. This is going to allow you to lose weight and keep it off over the long term. So I hope you're starting to see that, you know, there's a completely different reason why you haven't been successful with losing weight, especially when it comes to those thinking patterns that are weighing you down. So if you need some help challenging those beliefs and negative thoughts so you can release both the physical and the emotional weight with the emotional weight, I'm talking about all of those negative thoughts that you have about yourself, all those negative thoughts that are in repeat constantly, the things that you think to yourself or the things that you say to yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror, that is all the emotional weight that you're carrying right now that a lot of people are carrying that I carry before I lost weight and before I started to get my mindset in the right place. Okay. This is what you're going to learn how to do in my upcoming Shed and Tread Challenge, okay? You're going to learn how to take back control. You're going to learn how to train your brain to think like a thin person so you can start to drop those unwanted pounds for good, okay? Again, the enrollment for my challenge is now open at the time of this episode, so if you want to save your spot, I will drop a link in the show notes so you can join. You can also go to challenge.trudyestone.com. Why not just go there right now? challenge.trudyestone.com. So if today's episode vibes with you, and if you want more health coaching from me, if you want to stop struggling, if you're ready, you know, ready to leave that struggle behind when it comes to your health and your weight loss, okay, then save your spot for the challenge. Because I'm telling you, you've never experienced this approach to weight loss and eating healthier before. And I am so excited for you to experience what I'm cooking up for this round. So again, that's challenge.trudyestone.com and the enrollment closes soon. So make sure to hop over to that site to save your spot. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to trudyestone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.